0: everybody, this is Just Sold with Brent McIntosh of the McIntosh Group at REMAX River City. My name is Brent Griffiths and joining us is Brent McIntosh. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you, Brent? I'm kind of on the border of being great and good. But speaking of border, there's a bit of a theme going here on the show. Well, we are going all the way to the border today. As you know, our guest works on the Alberta Saskatchewan on border in Lloydminster he's a realtor uh, today we're joined by uh, and he's a bit of a social media expert way more than you and me so that's why he's with us today Sean Bell from Century 21 Drive in Lloydminster Sean how are you I'm great how are you Brent um, well, thank you for joining us. Thanks Before we talk about social media and, and and our topic du jour, let's talk real estate real quick, because that's what both you and I do. You sell in Lloyd, I sell in Edmonton. Um, you have a unique place to sell, of course, because that's fascinating to us agents who are only licensed in one province. You're licensed in both Alberta and Saskatchewan, correct? I am, yes. It is a very interesting city of
1: uh, to say the least, uh, we, I got to hold of a license Alberta and Saskatchewan. Have to update my education through both provinces. When I had to get licensed, I had to uh, pass the course on one, and then go take the course on the other side. And it's kind of a uh, a thing we have here where you have to be licensed on both sides. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. We have uh, one set of forms that are kind of Lloydminster only specific forms, and. Yeah reason we did that is years ago there was uh we used to only use saskatchewan forms because they were i don't know when i got into real estate 17 years ago that's just what they're using so i don't know the reasoning behind it i like the saskatchewan ones because they were so much simpler and, and easier to use uh and then regulators started saying oh you guys need to use uh alberta for alberta saskatchewan for saskatchewan and we kind of fought that because we said well that's just going to confuse our customers because that's if right. you're selling a house on Saskatchewan side, here's one set of forms, and then you're going to buy Alberta side, here's another set of forms. What's that going to do? So that's kind of where they came up with, uh, kind of a uh, special forms for Lloydminster only. Uh, so there's some of those we use our offers and everything are still on Saskatchewan forms. And yeah, otherwise it's just people kind of every time they move here, they're like, well, how does this work? And, it's, it's an interesting city. I don't know why somebody decided to put us right down the border, but here we are. Okay. There so are. where are you located then? Because we got to
0: talk about it.
1: Yeah. This, so right now I'm uh, in Saskatchewan, but uh, if I uh, pretty much go out the back of my office here and throw a rock, I'd throw it into Alberta. I'm not the greatest thrower, but I could still throw a rock into Alberta. And yeah, uh, and I live on the Alberta side. So I live in Alberta and I work in Saskatchewan and, uh, and I rocks. probably, if I had to guess, probably 10 times a day I cross the border, there at least. Go.
0: Without a passport, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. <laughs> um, well, before we talk again, uh, we're going we're gonna to get to uh, our topic of, of social media. Uh, let's just talk about the market real quick in Lloydminster. How's it been the last couple of years?
1: Well, as anywhere with uh, Halberd and Saskatchewan, we've been in a recessed market. Uh, I know with a lot of the cities, it's improved hearing from, because I mean, I do talk to a lot of other realtors throughout North America. And I know Edmonton, Calgary, Saskatoon, Regina, they all had a hot, hot year. We weren't there like they were. I find with Lloyd Minster, we're kind of everything kind of overflows to us. So kind of whatever happens in Edmonton, Calgary, Saskatoon, Regina will happen first. And then over time, eventually that overflows into Lloyd Minster. So as we're looking to see what everything has happened, like
0: in your guys' city, uh we're hopeful and and hoping that's, things, that's not so uh, different you know for, for us here in alberta kind of fort mcmurray leads the way six months right. later uh whatever happened in fort mcmurray will happen in calgary and then another six months later it'll follow to edmonton and i guess you're six months after us
1: absolutely yeah
0: so i mean it's been busier
1: uh i mean i'm a part owner here as well so it's uh it's interesting to kind of see both sides of it um and yeah, it just see, it feels like people are more optimistic again, price of oil is up and uh, people just feel a lot more confident in their position. Whereas a few years ago, people didn't know what the heck was going to happen and they were scared and there was just a lot of uncertainty. Whereas at least now everybody's like, let's get on living life. Let's go and let's do this.
0: Uh, what's the average sale price in, in Lloyd for, for a house or a condo?
1: Right now, I mean, at our peak, we are probably over 400,000. I would guess we're more around the 270, 280 range. Some areas are even more, but on average we're down 25% from what we were uh, at the end of 2014.
0: Well, enough shop talk. Let's go to the topic du jour. We're going to talk about social media because I, I found you on social media and you're doing an amazing job. Um, I'm really envious of of your accounts. And and this is not only to help our listeners, but to help me with my social media presence. So uh, that's what we're going to talk about. And it's impossible to talk about all the social media sites. So let's just talk about the ones you're using effectively. What sites are you on and which ones and, and why do you like them? so
1: i've kind of run two different accounts so one i've got it where i run just for our team that we have here that i created and then i've got one that i run as a kind of sean bell the the social media coach Uh, so where i'm teaching other realtors how to do the same stuff that i'm doing so they can have the same success so on our on our uh, brokerage one uh mainly we're facebook and instagram with my coaching one heavy on Instagram, YouTube, uh, and starting to dabble in other ones, getting them figured out, and we'll go more heavy into those things like uh, LinkedIn, TikTok, especially. Uh, I do have a TikTok account, but I need to put more attention to it because that's uh, gaining a lot of traction. I've uh, dabbled with Clubhouse, uh, there's Snapchat. There's pretty much not a, a social media that I haven't tried. But what I do recommend for anybody that is listening is just start somewhere and get to know that because I find this could be any, for anybody. I mean, myself, I speak to a lot of other realtors, but this this could be realtors, auto sales, uh, bankers, lawyers, whatever. Don't do too much at once because a lot they'll try to say, oh, well, there's all these platforms and I need to be on all of them. So they'll sign up for six of them And then they just sit stagnant. For me, I would rather be an uh, expert at one of them, than be mediocre at all of them. Because if you go to somebody's page, this is the way the world's working. And they look at your page and they're seeing you're not active. They're going to think, well, you're not, you're not relevant. And they're just going to skip past you. Whereas if you've got good content on uh, those one or two platforms, they're going to pay a little more attention to you. So I would say just start with one, mm-hmm. get till you are really comfortable and it just becomes second nature to post on it. And you feel like you've got extra time, then move on to the next one. And if you're going to ask me the next question, I know is what are those going to be? Yeah. I mean, it's different for every industry, but, uh, I find still the two, uh, time on top social medias that uh, most people are on is Facebook and Instagram.
0: And why do you suppose that is?
1: Uh, Facebook's been around in, it's been around for so long. I mean, it's uh, early two thousands. That's it's, I find social media kind of as it goes on, it, it kind of ages up and it, uh, more people start to adapt to it. So when Facebook first came out, I remember having friends on it. I feel like it was about the earlier mid two thousands and thinking, well, you know this is kind of silly. Like it's, I mean, you guys are going on there and you're just typing. It, there was no real like uh, people posting photos much. It was just kind of typing an update. It used to say Sean Bell is, and then it was like dot dot dot, and you just type is doing a podcast, eating his lunch, yeah, eating his lunch. And I remember thinking like, what is this? What How is this going to help me in real estate? So I kind of uh, didn't join it right away because I, I I didn't get it, and then. All of a sudden, more people started joining Facebook. And then it was like everybody was on Facebook. And now there was the time where uh, it would be your parents or grandparents that would be like, well, what the heck is this? And now it seems like even grandparents are on Facebook. So Facebook just over time has uh, adapted. More people realize kind of the benefit of it because they could see their grandchildren on there. Maybe they're far, they're on the other side of the country. They can still see photos of them. So everybody, is on facebook and when i kind of look around you know you go out to a function you go out uh, to an event to a restaurant you look and pretty much half the people are sitting there like this with a phone in front of them and staring at it what are they doing they're on social media so that's where i thought okay well that's where all the attention is that's kind of where where i want to be if people are going to be looking that's i want them to see me so um and i feel like i said every every uh, one kind of ages up as it goes on. So Facebook started off where it was a lot of a younger crowd. And now you see it's more of a, um, you know, it kind of gets to be an older generation. And then same thing. Once Instagram started, it was a younger crowd. Give it time and start to be more and more people joining. You'll see that start to go up. And right now, TikTok, Mm -hmm. uh, same thing. It's a lot younger crowd, but again, it's already kind of, given some time and you're
0: starting to see more and more age groups join it. So for somebody starting, so obviously, as you said, the strategy, don't be on a ton, master one first before moving on to another. But what type of content should a business be putting on a social media page and how often should they be posting on their page? It's all about, and it's, I know some people struggle with this, but it's all about providing value. So
1: you need to provide value and give good information to your audience. So first thing you need to think about is who's my audience. Who's who am I trying to attract? Who's going to be watching me? So obviously if you're a realtor in Edmonton, you're going to be going, well, my audience is people that maybe eventually are going to buy or sell a home in Edmonton. How, what's good information to them. Don't just be posting your listings all the time because that if somebody is in the market to buy or sell a home okay they may look at that it might be because it might interest them but if it's the regular joe blow maybe they bought a house a couple of years ago they're not in home buying mode right now they're just going to see a listing pop up unless unless it's comical or if it's like a two million dollar property that really catches their attention they're likely not going to have a look and they kind of get turned off by you just being a salesperson all the time saying, look at my new listing, my new listing, my open house. It it, tire, it gets boring. So what I like to do is I like to go out and showcase my community. So I like to go out and give a profile on the, on the different neighborhoods, the parks. Uh, I love food. So I, anytime if I go out, if I go to a restaurant and eat, I could do a review on the food. Um, basically anything and everything with the community. The biggest one that we've had the most engagement with is where we interview a local business. So all we're doing is we're interviewing them and we're bringing awareness about their business. So the good thing is it gets their name out there. It helps our audience to learn about a new business that maybe they didn't even know about. And I've had lots of people comment saying, I went and bought something there just because of your interview found out about this place, didn't even know existed. So thank you very much. So it's kind of a win-win because that business is going, well, now I got customers. Thank to your guys' interview that you did for free. Didn't charge me anything for it. They like our page. Now, guess what? In the future, when they're thinking of buying or selling a home, who are they going to be thinking of? And also that customer, the audience, they're seeing it. We're giving them good information. Again, they're seeing us all the time on social the media so five years from now when they go to buy or sell a home who's going to be top of mind to them it's likely it could be somebody else as well maybe they know somebody but more than likely we're going to come to mind as well because
0: they've just been seeing us so it's and where are you posting that what sites are you using to post that interview mostly facebook and instagram and then are you paying for ads? Because that's something that people will always ask. Do I have to pay to advertise that, that interview, that content that I just put out there? Is that the best way to grow my social media page? That's the beauty when you do collaborations. Collaborations are by far my
1: favorite type because I don't need to advertise them. I don't need to pay money because the people that we're interviewing are doing that for me. And the people, maybe it's their family members. They're going to that post and they're sharing it. So when they share it, sharing is the number one thing that can happen. I mean, people can like, they can comment, but from all the analytics I've seen, when somebody shares it, that's when things really start to increase. So if you get, say, five or 10 shares right away on a new post, then all of a sudden I'm reaching a lot broader audience. Their audience that likes their page is now seeing my content, so it's bringing them to my page as well, and therefore I don't need to spend money. Tell me about
0: hashtags. Is that something that I should worry about? if I own a business?
1: So on Facebook, I don't find as much that you need to just because your main thing on, I always say Facebook sharing is caring. So your major goal is if you can get other people to share it is the best. Uh, With hashtags, that's more of an Instagram thing. Okay. And uh, and some other platforms as well, but mainly Instagram. And the way it works is, is if you put a certain hashtag in there and somebody goes to Instagram and they search that hashtag, they can now find your content and they can stumble across your page. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Facebook works a little different. I know they're owned by the same company, but uh, just the way their algorithm works, it is slightly different. So mainly I like to use hashtags on Instagram and that just is another way for somebody to discover me. But again, I need to use super relevant hashtags that are related to my audience. So on my coaching page, when I'm giving, certain tips i'll use hashtags like realtor tips realtor strategies so that if a realtor is searching those out on instagram they're going to be finding my page right uh, and now i mean we did a video or i did a video on this one time there's numerous websites out there um the one i use is meta hashtag uh you can go google it and the beauty with some of those you can pay for some of them and they'll give you a lot more features or there's some that are kind of uh free and give you a few limited searches and you can just type in a real in a hashtag and it'll give you a lot of other suggestions based off that hashtag. So if I just type real estate, it's going to give me a bunch of other hashtags I can use that are related to real estate and really helps you because I, people struggle with that. They say, well, how the heck am I going to come up with all these hashtags? That's a really easy way to do so. And I just basically keep a note, uh on my notes on my phone i have a bunch of different categories of hashtags i leave them in
0: there and that way when i go to do a post
1: it's easy for me to copy and paste those
0: do you find that um the pictures or uh or video uh, work better on certain sites i find for majority of sites it seems like
1: everything's going the way of video uh video f- always gets far more engagement because it's got that moving aspect to it, but I still like to mix it up because I don't like to do just all video all the time. So I'll do a lot of photos too, just so people are getting kind of a variety. And uh, the biggest tip I can give with that is right here. These two set of eyes always have a lot of people will look at my Instagram page and sometimes they'll think it's an ego play or that I'm really full of myself because all I do is have photos of myself uh but the reason is it's because the analytics that i've looked at and it's the same reason you know i can't remember last time myself i've ever seen a newspaper but back in the day when newspaper was big there was always a person there was always a face on the front page and the the reason is people connect with people so mm-hmm. if you're scrolling right. through a page and somebody sees a person they'll immediately stop because they almost want to be like well do i know this person and they'll take A closer look at it so if you can have a face on there it's going to get far more engagement and then the other one besides that is uh, kids and pets every time i post something about my kids gets way more engagement than anything else i don't have any pets but i know other um, you know if i've got other members of my group that do and uh, those just go over so much better
0: what if i'm camera shy and I say that because anyone who knows me listening will be laughing. But um, what, what if what if I own a business and and uh, and I don't want to be on video? What do you suggest?
1: Practice, practice, practice. Uh, this is this is nobody's going to get this because majority of your well, your listeners won't know my background. But anybody who knows me well, I and people were actually shocked when I got into real estate 17 years ago, they thought I was going to fail right away because I was the shyest person in the world. I would not, I still consider my, int, myself an introvert to this day. Like I, I'm, I'm not one to go up into a group and strike a conversation at a conference. I'm more kind of, I'll sit back and I'll watch everything else happen. And if somebody comes and talks to me and approaches me, I, I love to chat, but I'm not the one to start that conversation. So getting into real estate, I, you'd get like one word answers out of me. I was very shy. So when video came around in social media, it was really, really bad. Like I, I didn't know what to do. A camera would get in front of me and I would freeze. Uh, My palms were sweaty and I just, it was, I would start practicing and I would send say a video to my wife and she'd laugh at it because I sounded like a robot. Like as soon as you put the camera in front of me, I just, would talk like this and it was just it was my heart was pounding so what i did and it helped me a lot was just practicing so the first thing i did was instead of sending a text message to my wife i'd send it in a video format just so i could because that's just one person so that way it's not like i'm exposed to thousands of people so it made me comfortable to do that And then after, if anybody's interested, they can check out my uh, YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash Sean bell. And I've actually got a couple videos on there where I I talk exactly about this, but what I started off doing, and I, I encourage a lot of others to do, and this is tough to see if you, if you're not watching on video, but I take my phone and I'd start just by doing stories, stories on Instagram, for those that don't know or haven't seen them, basically it's a kind of behind the scenes is what I call it. So it's about your life. It goes on there for 24 hours, people can see it and then it's gone. So it's kind of different from a post and that's where I got really comfortable and stories are awesome for this. So you can start with the story, just taking a picture of maybe you're at a showing, just take a picture and put some text on it and that's it. Once I got comfortable with that, I would open it up and then I would start, I'd turn on a video. And what i do is i'd have this camera going which is the camera that's pointed away from me so you can't see my face and i would do a pan of the neighborhood i was in and then i put some text saying out showing in this neighborhood right now i would do that long enough and eventually once i was really comfortable with it then i would turn the camera on here that is facing me and what i would do is just do a pan. i again wouldn't speak and just kind of put some text on there Uh, and then as you do that long enough and you get really comfortable, then I say, put it on, on the front facing camera and actually talk and just say, Hey, I'm out doing a showing right now. Look at the lake behind this house. This is kind of one of my favorite neighborhoods. It's got great walking trails, just do something short, simple. And eventually when you do that long enough, you're, you're going to get to be comfortable with it. And that's exactly what I had to do. So I kind of compare it to like, you know, when we first learned how to drive, it didn't, you didn't do it right away. I mean, it, a lot of people will say, well, you you know, your generation, you grew up with this and it's so much easier for you It's like, heck no, this was the hardest thing I ever had to do. It's, I don't care who you are. It's all a matter of practice. When we first became a realtor doing that first deal, it was not easy. It was, we had a million questions. We kind of stumbled through it. We weren't sure if we were doing it correctly, if we were going to get in trouble. Um, and, but as time went on and we practice now, uh, if we do a deal, it's just like, I mean, you type it up in a, in a matter of minutes. It's just so easy. Cause you know what you need to have included in there and, and video is no different.
0: Perfect. Well, we're running out of time here a little bit, but we'll get into the weeds a little bit here before we finish up. Um, maybe when you're editing videos, maybe you can give a suggestion for somebody uh, as a program that would be easy for them to edit video before posting it online.
1: There's a ton of apps you can go if you just even Google video editing apps. There's a bunch that you can do on your phone. Uh, Another one that I started off with was just using iMovie on my Mac. If you've got a PC, there'll be some other options as well. And then from there, if it's not your thing, I realized it's not my thing. It takes a lot of time to edit. Uh, I now go elsewhere and I find others that can edit my videos for me. I pay them some money. And mm. to me it's well worth it because, uh, I mean, as you know, Brent, uh, you kind of figure out what's your time worth, uh, how much are you worth an hour? And if I can pay somebody a lot less to do that and I can be out
0: and selling more homes, then why wouldn't I go that route? And then what about, do you use any apps to post your, uh, stuff onto social media? Do you have something that does it uh, automatically for you where you can, um, take care of a week's worth of posts in advance?
1: Yeah, there is a lot of platforms. The major one most people probably heard of is things like Hootsuite. Uh, I like to post mine on my own. Okay. Um, reason being, on F- Facebook does have it as well, and I've used that sometimes. It's called Creator Studio, so you can have a post on on Facebook or Instagram and have it scheduled. That that works well too. The reason though is I don't like to take just one post and spread it across multiple platforms because every platform is different in its own way and the message you're delivering. So it's a lot like TV. I mean, years ago, the news you'd get on Fox was different from the news you'd get on CNN. It, it's all being delivered in a different way. So if I just spread it across the platforms, it's not going to be genuine enough. See. And the other thing with that is, um, I mean, I'm not knocking them, but there's somewhere you may hire a company and they just auto post stuff for you. Mm -hmm. And the problem with those is, is they don't know who you are. And the big thing with social media is you're trying to let people know who you are and they can't get to know you by just having memes and quotes posted all the time. They need to see the behind the scenes. They need to see who you are as a person. Uh, I guarantee that that's the beauty of social media. There's people that would look at my page, think I'm silly, unprofessional, and they wouldn't want to use me, which is fine, because that's likely not the customers that I want to attract. The people that do come to me because of my social media, it's like we're friends right away when I meet them and I can do no wrong. They they 100% trust me. And the relationships I have now with my customers is like, just compared to what it was, uh, say 15 years ago is night and day and uh that's because they're getting to know my personality and they know who i am before they even contact me
0: well i can see you're genuine and thank you so much for joining us if somebody is thinking about buying or selling in lloyd how can they find you so yeah social media for
1: one um yeah check check us out on facebook instagram uh, if you did want to look at our team account, we've, uh, the team we called, we call ourselves is, uh, the go team. So if you search C 21 go team, uh, on, uh, Instagram or Facebook, you'll find that. And then if anybody's looking for any tips and it doesn't matter whether you're a realtor or not, you can apply a lot of this in, in any of your industry, youtube.com backslash Sean bell. I love helping others when others reach out to me and say, Hey, I did this and, and I got this out of it because of it. That makes my day. So please go. It's all free content, free videos on there. They can also find me on Instagram at C 21 one, Sean Bell, uh, where I'm giving tips all the time. And uh, yeah, I love doing that. So please, uh, if you can use it, run with it. Sean, to Thank save somebody
0: so. one step though, uh, Sean with a W, right?
1: That is correct. Yes. Okay. S H uh, A W N. Thank you. Gotcha. Sorry, Brent. Excellent.
0: Oh, that's perfect. Well, Sean, thank you again for joining me. I really, really appreciate it. Some great tips there. And I hope that people can use these to better their social media accounts. Well, thanks for
1: having me. I, uh, I, I love doing podcasts. So thank you. You made my day.
0: And Brent, how does everybody, how do they get a hold of you? Well, if somebody would like to buy or sell in Edmonton or Sherwood Park, they can reach our team directly at 780-464-0075 or find us on our social media pages, Macintosh Group. And we love the feedback, so make sure you drop us a line or contact Brent, and now's a great time to do it here in the month of January. So check us out at the Macintosh Group at REMAX River City. That's it for today. I'm Brent Griffiths. He's Brent Macintosh, and we'll see you next time.